fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Pile Everybody and happy Thanksgiving from the Fantasy Fullback Dive, brought to you by the good people at the Roto Street Journal. I'm your host, Nat the Truth Jones. With me, as always, the Wolf of Roto Street himself. We're getting revved up for uh, Thursday, Thanksgiving Day of football and food and alcohol and maybe family and friends too. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. I got two questions for you, Wolf, before we get into the Thursday preview. First one: favorite Thanksgiving food. Second one. Is this scintillating 12-30 matchup between the 0-9-1 Lions and the 3-7 and Bears the most excited you've ever been for a professional football game in your life? <laughs> Answer one, I fucking love stuffing. Huge stuffing guy. Oh, God. My mom leaves it in for like an extra five to ten minutes, a little hotter, and it gets nice and crispy too. Ooh, crispy stuffing, especially get a little sausage in there too. Oh, Huge cool. stuffing guy. I am a big turkey fan. I think turkey's very underrated. People shit on it. Like, I don't even like turkey. Thanksgiving is the best fucking day in the, in the entire year. I am clearly fired up beyond all belief. I'm two Bloody Marys in. Saw some of the boys this morning. They're at the, the local high school football game, but skipped out because I needed to see you, Truth, and I need to see all you guys for your sit starts. Got a smoker. I got the, the, the bird on the smoker here. Fucking loving life right now. Everything is golden, but stuffing to me is my favorite. What about you? I mean, a really good stuffing with yeah. some gravy tossed in there to moisten it up. I love the crispy that you're talking about, but oh, also I, I, I know I'm being contradictory here, but I also love the the moistness of the gravy. I, I, there's a lot of Thanksgiving foods I really, really love. That I, will I will generally have some of everything. I was going to say, you're not contradicting because exactly what you're saying when it's like moist on the inside, but you got that crispy shell around it. It's just nothing better than that type of stuffing. So that's my Agreed. personal favorite beyond. The I mean, now I'm just thinking about other foods that also like, man, good mashed potatoes are so good. Of course. It's oh all amazing. I even, I don't even like green beans, but I like green beans. No, but on Thanksgiving, like, I eat a bunch of green beans. I'll, and I'm gonna I'll today. just destroy it all. It's all so fucking good. Um, and, and then the, like the later in the day when you have like the toast and the turkey sandwiches and the gravy. Oh, can't get better. This is my first time ever smoking a turkey, too. So I'm stoked. I got my little thermometer here. I was telling you before we got on air. If this thing shoots above 325, I might have to sprint outside and cool it off just real quick. So we'll see, Wolfpack. But obviously, we are here live for you and all of your questions, your sit starts. We'll talk maybe a little DFS. I'm excited for this DraftKings slate. I'm hoping to win a million today. I got my game plan out there. But I'm stoked. And we'll preview, as always, the, the week, our higher, lower Hail Mary. We'll fly through that. We got till 1230 when the game kicks off. And your second question, am I beyond thrilled? Of course I am, because DraftKings, I'm going the double stack. Andy Dalton, Darnell Mooney, Marquise Goodwin, going to win me a million bucks against the Detroit Lions. I love that barn burner. I actually, now that Jared Goff is playing, I am a little more excited. I know that seems insane for an 0-9-1 team. But if Goff's there, it's a whole different game than Boyle. Fucking boil. So yeah, I'm I'm actually pretty excited. What about you? It's football. Right? I'm excited because like, it's football. But as far as football goes, this is really scraping the bottom of the barrel. As bad let's as it be can honest. be. <laughs> it's as bad as it can be. But mm -hmm. let's get into some Thanksgiving news. We already got 25 questions or something. Like Hell that. yeah! Look at that um, Thanksgiving. The Packers <laughs> year. Happy Thanksgiving. I didn't even say it to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Like I said, best day of the year in my opinion. Better than Christmas. Better than any other holiday. My favorite day. I hope some of you guys share that sentiment or at least have an amazing day today. Family, friends, good food. You can't beat it. And, of course, football. So let's my, dive on in. 
Also, I've just mentioned one thing. My wife and I have already had one fight today, and it's because we were watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade with the kids, and uh, we got into a disagreement about whether the band Foreigner deserved to be called Legendary. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I said no. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know about Legendary. <laughs> legendary is a bit of an extreme. Uh, I like Foreigner, but Legendary, sure. come on. Legendary? Yeah. A little anyway, extreme. just thought little, I'd throw that in. One fight in and it's not even 11 a.m. on your side. <laughs> I'm sure that will help. That'll go a long way, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's get into it. Jared Goff dealing with an oblique strain injury. Questionable for Thursday's game against the Bears that we have been talking about so fondly. Uh, Ian Rappaport reports that the Lions are planning to start him, though. So, uh, you know, that big golf, I don't even know who you'd stack the guy with. Uh, Amon St. Brown, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> that, that's exactly who. <laughs> I, him, Khalif Raymond, Holy Cross boy, shout it out. Uh, it's gross. Obviously, like Hawkinson and Swift are the bigger names that you could stack it with. Swift being the preferred option. But ultimately today on DraftKings, if we're talking specifically that, I like Zeke more. I like David Montgomery at 6K more. So I'm actually not getting to Swift a ton. I do think he could have a huge day. Back-to-back 100-yard games. That's actually the first time since 2004 a Lion running back has gone above 100 yards in back-to-back games. Fucking insane. The guy is great. I love Swift. No problem at all if that's who you're going towards. And if you want to game stack this one like I am, it makes sense. But yeah, it, it certainly helps to have him instead of Tim Boyle. I don't know. Do you ever listen to Pardon My Take? I, I think it's a hilarious podcast. Do you ever listen to that one? I've never listened to it. Oh, it's a great one. They're, but they're I'm Monday, always looking for new podcasts. So Monday recap episode. They're, all their podcasts are great, but uh, especially Monday recap. I know it's Barstool, and I know Barstool gets like the immature, but that podcast specifically, I fucking love. They're great. Big right. Cat and uh, PMT, and they do a great uh, talk, uh, the recap of all the games. They were saying like Tim Boyle is like the uh, the stepfather that comes in and like wants to impress the kids, but none of them like him. I don't know why. I don't know why the connection makes sense, but to me, I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a Tim Boyle, like the guy that comes <laughs> in and like none of the kids want to accept him. The dad is way cooler and they just hate this guy as he tries to pretend to be their dad. I don't know why I found that hilarious, but it's just Tim Boyle. You know? I mean, it's in this, but in this analogy, that means Jared Goff is cool in some way. So I'm having a hard time. Which uh, is tough too. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the least cool guy in the NFL. Tough time anyway. accepted it. Too a lot of time on Tim Boyle. Let's continue. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, Jed, Justin Fields going to be out today. So Andy Dalton starting. He actually went for 202 in less than a half last week. I'm not saying you probably want to start him in seasonal, but for DraftKings, very intriguing play at 5,500. I know most people gravitating to Josh Allen or Dak Prescott, as you probably should. But if you want to differentiate, you want to save some money at QB and stock up on studs elsewhere, that's kind of my play for the day. I think Andy Dalton could have a sneaky, decent day against a really bad defense that's given up a ton of big plays. By the way, uh, give us a like. We never even mentioned that. We've already had a couple of uh, nice cash uh, stuff thrown our way, just guys saying hi, which we always appreciate. We even Thank got you. we even got some money in pounds, not dollars. Cheers, that's, that, guys. That's the best. I love we got, it. Thank we got you some guys. cash Thank from across so the pond. Uh, we just want to acknowledge that. Mike Duty giving us five bucks also. Ooh. Ryan Hemmings giving us four pounds, 49. You guys Thank are awesome. You. Thank you guys so much. Happy Thanksgiving to both of you and everyone else that's watching. Like I said, give us a like. Alvin Kamara, knee issue. He is still sidelined at uh, as of Wednesday's practice. Obviously, that's a huge factor. 
uh, for the game that's coming up. He's officially we'll been ruled out at this right. point, too. We have a couple things that have come through since this uh, okay. list was made. So, yeah, he's out. And then Ingram's apparently facing well, an Also, Ingram crime. probably not playing, you know? Probably not playing either. Tony Jones is 11% rostered right now. And he's looking at 20-ish touches. Yes, the Bills' defense, they are a scary defense. But you also just saw Jonathan Taylor go for five touchdowns against him. Tony Jones is very far from Jonathan Taylor. We can't just immediately be like, oh, yeah, bad run D. He's going to score five touchdowns. But I wouldn't be shocked at all if he found the end zone, if he had three to four catches and had a meaningful performance. So at 4K on draftings and certainly in seasonal, he's going to jump up to probably – I have Ingram at running back 21. I feel like Tony Jones, like talent-wise, maybe a drop-off from Ingram a little bit, but volume-wise should see even more now. I, I'd have him right around that running back 21 spot. So let us know if you have a Tony Jones question. My personal dilemma is Tony Jones versus Javante Williams. Obviously, the talent is with Javante, but stuck in a committee. I think tonight I'm going to ride Tony, get a little Thanksgiving action. We'll see how All drunk right. I get through the day. The fact right, that I'm right, already right. feeling the way I am, there's a good chance Tony Jones is in my lineup tonight. Let's put it that way. All right. <laughs> and well. on the next side, uh, we got uh, Ezekiel Elliott, not on the final. Oh, wait, that's that's not even a, a news banner. But just by the way, Ezekiel Elliott's not on the injury report. The Raiders have been giving up the most points to running backs across the last couple of weeks. And just in general, the seventh most points on the season. Yes, he's had a bone bruise. It hurts. He's, it's a pain tolerance thing. But Zeke has been, always been one of the tougher guys in the NFL playing through injuries. I think he's going to smash today. I'm a few spots higher on the East. Yeah, you probably don't need me to push you to put Zeke in your lineup. But if you had any questions, should I be worried about this knee? I'm putting him right in there. I think he's getting two scores. I love him at 8K on DK. I think a lot of people will be fading because of the injury. I'm in. I'm all in. <laughs> All right, all you Matt Breida fans out there, don't be surprised if Thursday <laughs> becomes the Matt Breida game. Bills, desperately looking for somebody to be that guy. Is it going to be Matt Breida? Maybe. He, he's been back-to-back. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> we, we talked about him on Monday, Truth of the Recap, uh, the usage recap. He's led the team in back-to-back weeks in fantasy points. That's actually kind of interesting. Uh, he's he's ripped off big run after big run. And apparently when he went on, Sean McDermott, the head coach, went on a, the radio show, he gave a definitive, quote unquote, definitive yes when asked if Brita has earned more opportunities. So uh, the guys, I've always loved Brita. I think he's a great, like a very intriguing speedster. And this offense could use something like that at the backfield. Clearly Singletary and definitely Moss. I think Moss is cuttable at this point. I don't want to start Brita tonight, but I think at only 9% rostered, he makes a very intriguing stash. Let's see what happens. It's a good run D against New Orleans. So, again, probably not in my lineups. Maybe even in DraftKings at 4,800. I prefer Tony Jones, of course, as everybody will. But still, a good way to differentiate on DraftKings. And certainly an intriguing stash to have on your bench. At, again, 10% rostered heading into the, the games right now. I just checked. I, I, could be intriguing because the offense is so explosive. Big one here is CeeDee Lamb. He's actually trending towards in. It seemed impossible. As of last Sunday, we're talking about guys already done for the next couple of weeks. We're looking at Gallup and Cedric Wilson as potential streamers. But it seems like CeeDee Lamb could truly be trending towards in at this point. If it was Sunday, they were saying he would 100% be cleared in playing. The Thursday game does complicate things, so you obviously have to monitor it headed in. But with no Amari Cooper, if he's in, the Raiders, they've had a pretty good secondary all year, but lately have been crumbling as just the whole team, including the secondary. CeeDee Lamb would be a smash play. He'd be a top 12 wide receiver, clear-cut wide receiver one. Dak would get a nice boost. I'm actually four spots lower on Dak than the ECR right now. If CeeDee Lamb's in, he's going to move up at least a handful of spots there. So definitely keep tracking this one throughout the day as we get news. 
Hillary says, happy Thanksgiving, Wolf and Truth. Knox tonight or Gusecki? She just threw us five bucks on Sunday. I wish you could taste the kielbasa I just made. Enjoy the Ooh. day with your families. I love kielbasa. I really wish I could taste the kielbasa you just made also. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Wolf, do you like Knox or Gusecki on well, I've, One, I've had that kielbasa, and now I'm very jealous. It is delicious kielbasa. I'm hoping my smoked turkey can rival it, but that is delicious stuff. Two, I actually... Caught this question, Hillary. I said, good morning. Happy Thanksgiving. Love you. Have a great day. Her response, good morning, Knox or Gusecki. Knox Not or even Gusecki. I love you. Nothing else. Just literally Knox or Gusecki. That's how she starts the Thanksgiving day. And then complains when I don't text her happy Thanksgiving by a certain hour. Damn it, Hills. No, I'm kidding. She's uh, throwing cheers. you five bucks, man. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm just kidding. Absolutely. Uh, good question. I prefer Knox myself. The ECR definitely is leaning towards Gusecki, a higher target share. But I just love Knox. He's got such a good touchdown equity. He had eight catches last week, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 14 PPR fantasy points. The guy's just rolling. I, I really love Knox. That's where I lean personally. Happy Thanksgiving, Hills. I hope the kielbasa is delicious that you just made. Of course, love you. Have a great day. Say thanks to uh, – happy Thanksgiving to your family and everybody, too. I'm sure you already have. But Yeah, thanks continue. for the support. Alan Robinson, oh, doubtful yeah. for week 12 against the Lions. Hamstring issue. The question is, you lose a guy like Alan Robinson, how are you going to replace that three catches for 23 yards? <laughs> Huge vacuum, right? Oh, my God. But actually, last week, we saw Darnell Mooney get – right. at the top of your head, do you know how many targets Darnell Mooney had last week? It was week? like 15. 16, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you won off. How crazy is that? 16. I think he only caught five of them. So, right. I mean, that goes to show you. Volume. He's a volume, volume play. But volume is volume is volume. Against Detroit, giving up a ton of big plays. I have him right inside my top 25 receivers. You'd have to have some really good options, in my opinion, to have Darnell Mooney on your bench. Again, it's Andy Dalton. You never know what happens. But I actually like Dalton for the pass catchers more than Justin Fields. I think it's. I think he's going to get deep. I think he's going to have a good, solid game. And I also think Goodwin, who is coming off a 15-plus point fantasy day compared on whatever your scoring is, I think he's a viable stream. Like, honestly, it's crazy. I even told Sheamus as a potential guy, like, deep threat. If you're looking at just a complete Hail Mary – this is my, you know, higher, lower Hail Mary. This would be one of my Hail Marys of the week. And at 3,800 on DraftKings, I think he is a viable play today. Just so you know, Aiden in our chat, and I have not verified this, Aiden uh, Dilmanian says, Lamb is out today in all caps. Oh, is that official? I haven't I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, the, the chatter in the, in the comments, somebody's saying he's out. Okay. Just, just so putting it out there. We will uh we'll revisit the lamb uh questions. Let me just double check. All right. I while I we're talking about that. On that. While we'll we're talk talking about that, Tyrone Smith, ankle injury, he was not listed on the final injury report for week 12 against the Raiders. This is not really a surprise. He has been practicing in full all week. He has been out since week eight. Obviously, his return coming at a time that they could really use him. So we'll 100%. see what happens. We we saw the impact this had on their uh on the offense last week. It was uh, it was monumental. They were getting pressured all day. Dak was under duress the entire night. Uh, so I this is a big switch for the running game. Big big boost for the passing game. Everybody, a you know, big left tackle. It's one worth mentioning right. for the impact. And I just wanted to before we get on in there. I know we've talked about some of our favorite plays already, but I'd love to know truth. How do you see these games unfolding? What are your kind of your? I know I'm putting you on the spot. I didn't even prepare you for this one. No, you, you sure you sure didn't. What do you think <laughs> the scores are going to be today? Let's start with Detroit and uh, Detroit and Chicago. This kind of kind of seems like a sixteen to nine, seventeen to nine type game. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping I'm that, hoping I'm wrong I hope it's like 45 to 42 but I, I, I think we're gonna get I don't know if the Lions will hold up their end of the bargain 
I'm telling you, I'm in on a big Dalton day today. That's at least how I'm playing my DraftKings. I know it's a very high likelihood that does not pan out, and my lineups are already toast by by the end of the first game. But I'm going to roll the dice on it because it's going to be under-owned. He was slinging it last week, and Detroit's given up a ton of big plays. The fact that Jared Goff is actually playing does, I think, land some potential shootout. We've seen, like, I mean, they put up, like, 30 against the Rams – I could see this turning into one of those types of games. Does Chicago have the firepower? I don't know. The reports that Nagy might be fired. I know Schefter today saying that was all completely false. But still, maybe it is his last game. You know the guy's going to try to at least go out slinging. At least you'd hope he'd have a spot. I mean, you would hope know. so, but I don't know. I have very low expectation. By the way, we've got another guy in the comments saying, CD Lamb did not clear concussion protocol and is out today per Jay Glazer. Okay, so that must have just because the I last mean, guy I saw. Unless these guys are just making it up. That seems legit to me. No, two people saying it. Seems okay, like it, Right at 10.55, as we logged on, it said he's undetermined. So if he is officially hasn't cleared, that is uh, officially, you know, Michael Gallup, a little bit of a boost. Although I, I feel like Michael Gallup would have been a better play as the number two. He really struggled as soon as number one coverage came his way. So let me just make a quick C.D. Lamb out for Jay Glazer. All right. I'm just going to make a quick banner for that. And let's just cover these implications really quick for those of you out there. I think Michael Gallup, short target upside, does increase. Gives him that, like, huge monster, you know, 10-target, 100-yard TD day upside. I personally think, though, he struggled against number one coverage last week. The Raiders have been pretty good against number one receivers, where they've struggled is more the slot in different places. I think – I don't know that it ends up being an actual positive for, uh, for, for Michael Gallup. I do think it helps a guy like Cedric Wilson – as a potential streamer, I know he had a couple brutal drops last week, but he'll move into the slot where he played 90% of his slot uh, snaps last week. That's where the Raiders have been at least uh, pretty susceptible. So I think Cedric Wilson, not a better play than Gallup. Of course, Gallup, he's going to be like my wide receiver 25-ish. Definitely a guy in, in your lineup contention. But if it gives you any clarity, I prefer Darnell Mooney. We have Allen Robinson officially ruled out. I'd rather have Mooney than Gallup in lineups. And I know they're very similarly priced on DraftKings too. So if it comes down to one or the other, I prefer Mooney. What do you think, Truth? Mooney versus uh, Michael Gallup. Who would you go? I mean, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I also prefer Mooney in this situation. Which is crazy. I don't. Like, I, don't I also. It's funny to hear you say it. I don't. I don't like Gallup at all as a number one. I just. I don't know. There's yeah. something. It's number two, number three. Okay. I don't know. Don't love him as the alpha guy. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll see what happens. The Raiders have kind of been reeling lately. You asked me about my thoughts on these other games. I just wanted to. I told you. Well, Bears lines, I could be a slap fest. You said 16 and 9. I'm I going, said, I'm I'm going 28 a, 17. I think okay. it's a little more than what you expect. I, I hope you're right. I mean, I, I hate a because you know, you see a 17 9 game between the Bears and the Lions. It's not like, oh man, that was amazing defense. It's like, wow, that was two no. terrible offenses just, just slapping just each other. Shit storm. Right. right. What right. about so and, and anybody tuning? I know we're going to release this as a podcast, ideally maybe tomorrow weekend. I don't know when this will come out as a pod because uh, I know you, it's Thanksgiving. I'm not expecting it to be immediate turnaround here, uh, but at some point, some people are going to be listening to this in retrospect. So you'll hear whether one of us is smart or just idiotic. You guys get the uh, like the Monday morning quarterback us right here. So I'm right. going 28-17 Bears win. Uh, you're going 16-9 Bears win, or do you think the Lions could pull the upset off? I do think the Lions could pull the upset off, but I'm going with the Bears. I mean, I, I this if if there's a game the Lions could win, it's this one. Absolutely. Um, um, Vegas and the Cowboys. I think it's going to be a big Zeke, Zeke game. I can't yep. tell if the Raiders have tapped out or not yet. You know, they had a good start, but it kind of seems have. like they've come back to earth. I'm going to say like 31 to 20. 
Cowboys. Big scores for the Cowboys. I would love that many points. Uh, yeah. And I do think I think Zeke's going in for two today. He's one of my like I think a lot of people will be off because he's 8K and it's like him or Diggs in a lot of lineups. And I, I have them both in there because I'm going Andy Dalton. That's part of why I'm going Andy Dalton. I can get Diggs and I can get Zeke. Uh, I, I think he's going to have a two-touchdown day. They are so bad against the running backs right now. I, I'm with you. I think Cowboys roll, especially now. Um, well, I guess having no CD Lamb does hurt a little bit. I think they're going to score a little less than you. I'm going to go 20, 24 Cowboys. And I think the Raiders are going to be in. I'll go, you know what? I'm going to go 24-17. I think they keep it okay. within a touchdown. Uh, I think Waller has a pretty good day today. But ultimately, they, they fail to uh, live up to the, the hype of the early season. And the, the Cowboys go home happy. That's my my prediction. What about the night game? Uh, you think the Bills route the Saints? Or what are your thoughts? Route? Probably not. Just because, like, the Bills are underachievers. I think that they they absolutely should and have to win this game. So I am it's a gonna, must win. Yeah. yeah, I am gonna go Bills. They've been not that impressive lately. I'll say like 27, 20, something like that. Yeah, I think I could see that. I think the defense is not nearly as impressive. They got some big injuries on the line, which has hurt Josh Allen a lot. That's kind of why again I'm going not that I think Andy Dalton will outscore Josh Allen, but for two thousand you love Andy Dalton today. You to, love to, him. Uh, he's going to probably suck the more and more I talk about him. Yeah, he uh, probably but, is. Again, it's the risk. I, I'm talking about DK tournaments, not 50-50 games, anything of that. I'm trying to win a million bucks. So give me that extra 2000 Let me get to Zeke. Let me get to Diggs and, and save the money. I could see you know, Allen having an okay game on the road with a, a dinged-up offensive line. I love the idea of, like, Bills fans, Bills Mafia, running loose in New Orleans. Like, that's that <laughs> that very intriguing idea to me. Uh, the, the Bills Mafia I love it. going crazy. Um, I think the Saints, though, I wouldn't be shocked if they only score one touchdown. Like I could see it being like 20, 20 to seven, like a gross. I, yeah, I, I, could, I could see that too. I could see that. I think a lot of people expect more points in the night game than the early game. I think the early game is going to actually be a sneaky source of points, whereas the night game might underwhelm. We'll find out. Wolfpack, right. you'll, you might be listening to the podcast a day after. And if you still listen to this section, God bless you. you. You heard what our predictions were. We'll see what happens. Let's rip through a few Sunday injuries, Truth, as we right. always do real quick. Uh, and then we'll get to my higher lower hail Mary. What time is it? It's 11:14. The game doesn't kick off till 12:30, which is nice. So we still have we, got we can take it a, not leisurely. We'll rip through the, the news and that, but it's nice to know we don't have to sprint. We have 75 questions. Hey. We can love you, hey. Wolfpack. If you haven't already, Give that us a thumbs like. up does really help us get out to more people. Be thankful with a thumbs up. That's all you we want to know. Today. Already the super chats too. You guys are the best. Look at this little Thanksgiving crew we got together. Seventy-five questions on Thanksgiving truth. We got to make this a tradition. We got to go live every Thanksgiving. I love it. Yeah, of course. I mean, we're we're not going anywhere as a company, right? So I mean, hell no, let's, no. Let's of it. course, um, only upwards. We're only going upwards. Is where we're headed. Mitch Chavez just threw us five bucks. Happy Thanksgiving with Cheers. news on Lamb. Now, do I flex Higby, Van Jefferson, or Wilson Jr. potentially if Mitchell is out full PPR? Ooh, that's a really good one. I'd I'd want to wait it out for Mitchell. So I I don't know that Cedric Wilson's intriguing enough for me to go above like Van or uh, I, I'd want to wait this one out for Mitchell. Uh, Mitchell, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to wait it out for your namesake uh, because I I do think Van Jefferson and Cedric Wilson similar plays. I do like Cedric Wilson today on DraftKings and things of that nature. But in terms of like costing a roster spot that might not give you a chance to play Eli Mitchell, who has been phenomenal every time he's out there. I'd rather wait this out. Him and Van Jefferson are, are very comparable to me, if not prefer Van Jefferson anyways. So I'd rather wait this one out, even with the Lamb news. Good question, Mitch, though. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks the support. Thanks for the buddy. support, buddy. 100%. Right. So my strategy, just so you know, for Thanksgiving is I don't eat anything. Like, right, I haven't eaten anything today. I'm hungry. I'm, like, I'm getting fired up. 
like it's going to make the meal even better. So if it's I see him, if I see him a little belligerent or like quick to, uh, you know, be short with you or snap, hangry. Or <laughs> probably just because I'm hungry. Um, I love it. Truth. I, I actually have the same strategy. I had a cider donut this morning just because it was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I won't sure, eat anything sure. else till till we uh, have dinner. And obviously, you know the the PEDs, the enhancements to just sure. make every. Is there anything better than a, a guy a high Thanksgiving dinner? Like, sorry, parents, if you're tuned in, but <laughs> like just a <laughs> quick little buzz. Nothing crazy, obviously. I'm not trying to be like a, a stone, but just a little hit before dinner, just to make that gravy taste a little bit extra. Not too bad, not too shabby, in my opinion, at least. It's not legal too shabby. Here, you know, sure. The same as having a beer at this point, right? Cheers. Right, absolutely. All right, let's get into the injuries. News. Quarterbacks. Speaking on Wednesday, John Harbaugh told reporters that Lamar Jackson illness will practice today. That guy is sick a lot. Oh, always sick. But at this point, he is expected to play. It'll be a great sight for everybody in the offense to have him back. Like Huntley, surprise win. Seemed like I don't know if you watched his like post game interview. Seemed like the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, like, I really did. <laughs> he truly was like so happy. You just I, I'm rooting for the guy. I hope he gets a somewhere sometime just a big payday. I don't know. The guy seemed amazing. Love you, Tyler Huntley. <laughs> but ultimately, I, I'm pumped to see um, him back for Marquise Brown, Rashad Bateman, all their sakes. Very just a huge boost to the entire offense. Moving to running back, it's the only quarterback news we have as of now, other than the Thursday guys we talked about. Eli Mitchell was limited in practice, but as we got live, another report broke that he cannot. Uh, so Matt Burrow's reporting he took pitches and handoffs during practice, but did not catch passes and only handled the ball with his left healthy hand. I don't know if they rest him one more week to let this thing get healthier. I imagine that Jeff Wilson would get a, a bit more work. And obviously, as we saw last week, Debo Samuel, huge, you know, 10 carries for 80 yards. I know, right? It's even less than that. Like the best running back on their team. He could be, I truly think he could be like Alvin Kamara. If you gave him those amount of carries, like 15 carries, eight catches, Debo Samuel would be just as good as Kamara in that type of role. He's awesome. So he gets a boost if Mitchell misses. Of course, Jeff Wilson becomes a little bit more startable. But it seems like he might be out there. His status quote, of course, is up in the air as of right now. And that doesn't help if he only has one hand. So we will see. Yeah, I'm hoping he plays. I need him. Yeah. Um, Matt LaFleur had Aaron Jones practicing, recovering from an NCL sprain on Wednesday. So supposedly he was running routes easily, looking good. If he comes back, which is certainly trending in the direction that he will, obviously A.J. Dillon is going to see a decrease in workload. What do you think about his value in a flex spot moving forward if Jones plays? I, it'd be tough to trust Dylan with Jones in there. I know he was seeing a big uptick in work anyways, especially in the receiving game. He had four catches on a game that Jones had zero. That's surprising to me. Jones has been such a great receiver throughout his career. I don't know why and how that happened. Might've been a fluke. Might've not. I'd have a hard time putting Dylan in my lineups. If Jones is playing, it is a weird week where a lot of us are forcing a ton of weird things into our lineups. But at this point, I'd rather have like a Tony Jones than an AJ Dylan in my lineup. I think it's worth burning it. Of course, if Jones doesn't play, Dylan's a top 12, top 15-ish type of play. But the way he was running his routes, he looked fully healthy. It was meant to be a one, uh, reported to be a one to two week injury anyways. And a lot of people speculate because they have the bye, they'll probably rest Jones. But the way he was running in some of the videos I've seen, it, it looked like he was 100% healthy. So I, I think he's going to play. I'd be a little skeptical of uh, waiting on Dylan at this point. Of course, it, it could be worth it if you have good enough options. But it, as a comparison... With no Ingram, I'd rather have Tony Jones than A.J. Dillon with uh, Aaron Jones in there. Just kind of give you a point of reference there. One of your guys, one of my guys, Corderell Patterson, he was limited in Wednesday's practice. Heading up to the game against uh, the Patriots, it did seem like he was about to – he could have maybe played if it was a Sunday type of game. I think he's going to be out there. It's the Jaguars. They suck. 
And Corderell has been, as we talked about, like a top, what is he, RB7 in PPR points per game? Around there, yeah. It's unbelievable um, what this guy has done for you. He's locked in the lineups. If he's in there, he's a top 12 running back or top 15 running back play for me. You have to have some very good options to have this guy on your bench, in my opinion. Kareem Hunt, who's been on the IR for quite a while now, and before he was on the IR, was actually putting up very, very good numbers while in a committee. He's now coming back, supposedly. He says he's coming back against the Ravens. Um, they have designated him to return. This muddles an already, I mean, very effective, but very crowded backfield. You've got Nick Chubb. You've got Kareem Hunt. You've got Dearness Johnson. What do you think? I think it sends Dearness Johnson to the waiver wire. Like, there's no reason. As good as he has been, I, I love the guy. Every time he's going to see meaningful volume in that offense, you play him. But yep. at this point, as his third fiddle, he won't see the field. You're not going to see him touch the field. And Kareem Hunt, my, remember, there was a point in the year before he got hurt, he was the running back five in fantasy ahead of Nick Chubb, given how productive he had been. I don't think he steps right back into that role, fresh off an injury. But we have seen a lot of these times where players get activated. They're right back into like 15, 20 touches a week. That wasn't already Kareem Hunt's role. I don't think he's going to be that far off his usual role, though. So I think that does put him right back into play against a Baltimore team that's given up the 10th most points to backs. I think he's a viable play this week, even fresh off the IR. I think a lot of people are worried when people come off the IR. I would love to know if anyone's done a study on this about like how many touches people actually get when they are fresh off it. But it doesn't seem to me like too many people have been overly limited when they come back. They're back and they're healthy and they're rolling. It seems to me that that's what's going to happen with Kareem Hump. He could be a play for you. That's my my kind of read on the situation. Do you feel any differently, or what do you? No, think? I feel exactly the same way, and I feel bad about it because I do like Dearness Johnson a lot. I just I don't. Know. I don't see the avenue for him being any sort of fantasy relevant guy with both those other guys healthy. That's how I feel too. Quadre Allison, we just mentioned this guy Allison for the Falcons because he is quote unquote from Arthur Smith earned the right for more carries. Just in addition to like Tony Jones, Matt Breida. I also think Allison, if you're looking for somebody off the waiver wire that could end up coming into some value. He had this, he outtouched Mike Davis uh, nine to three on Thursday night. Actually, was ripping. It was a Pats game, so I watched almost every touch. Looked actually pretty good. A, a big guy, not anything fast, but just churns. So, as a guy down the stretch, we know Cordell Patterson is the most valuable backslash receiver here. This guy could end up coming into some like TD plunges down the stretch here, given that big body. Wouldn't hate uh, adding him as a, as a potential speculative guy. AJ Brown, definitely a big injury. He did not practice yesterday. Uh, rib injury and chest injury is what's going on there against the Patriots team that specializes in taking out your number one option. Should he even play? I would be very skeptical. I have him at like wide receiver 20 ish range. Cause it is AJ Brown. He's so damn talented, but I, you know, there's definitely some guys like I wouldn't bench Mooney in hopes that, you know, AJ Brown's playing today. I'd rather just get a guy that's in a good matchup on Thursday in there. So I, I am pretty skeptical of him, whether he's in or out, I don't love the play this week. So I'm cautious. I'm very cautious about AJ Brown this week. Is there ever been a like nine and three or eight and three or whatever the hell their record is uh team that you trusted less than the Titans? <laughs> no. I, and a lot of it is injury based. Like they've, sure. they've got 17 players on the IR. That's tough. But oh, yeah, yeah you tough. lose Derrick Henry, you lose, you know, all that. No, I, I don't think they're going to, that's why I feel so good at my Patriots especially this weekend and just in general, there's nobody in the AFC that is really scaring me at all right now. Not yet. I'm, I'm waiting to see who that is. Anyway, Hollywood Patriots, Brown. Matt, that's who it speaking, is. The Patriots speaking of another team that like, you know, you 
could stand up and take the mantle, but hasn't really. The Ravens, Marquise Brown, dealing with a thigh injury, returned to practice on Wednesday. If he doesn't suffer any more setbacks with the return of Lamar as well, he should be back to his uh, old self on the field this week. He'd be a top 15 wide receiver for me. Again, he's had 19 PPR points in all but three games this year. And one of those games, he should have had 35. He had a couple drops. So ultimately, really only missed two games. The usage has been great. I know Bateman's eaten into it a little bit lately. But yeah, he, he's a must play if he's in there. Sterling Shepard didn't practice. After practicing in limited fashion on Friday last week, this is a little concern. Maybe he suffered a setback. He has been a dominant alpha when he's out there. A dominant isn't really even loosely. like He's been a top 20 wide receiver all five games he's made it through across the last two years, uh, dating back to last year. But it's sketchy if he's not playing. I do love that they fired Jason Garrett, though. How many times have we fucking complained about him and his usage of these weapons, including Kadarius Tony, who did finally see 12 targets. He only mustered, like, I think 40 yards on it because they were very unproductive looks. But I love how involved he was. I love that Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> Freddie Kitchens, baby. Remember, I feel like we could go, like, at a time machine. We were talking about Freddie Kitchens. And it really panned out when he was the offensive coordinator. Head coach. Not so much, but was a great offensive <laughs> coordinator for the Browns, Baker Mayfield. They all took off under him at that late stretch. I'm just happy the Giants have anyone. Nobody could be worse than Jason Garrett. Can I just say how yeah. bad the Giants looked in that football game on Monday night? It was like, I, I was, I don't know. It was it was staggeringly Awful. bad football. It was some of the worst. I mean, it was, it was just terrible. Like, you couldn't even take any pleasure in anything the Bucks were doing. Because you're just like. What a shit bag of a team this is. It's abysmal. Yeah. Shit bag is like kind. To yeah, describe that's it. me being nice. I haven't even had any booze this morning, I, although I am hungry. Um, Go get some booze. Go get some booze. But I do think Kadarius Tony, uh, like a lot of people asking, can I drop this guy at this point? He's not doing anything. I'd like to wait it out and see. Does Freddie Kitchens, it, it's weird to think Freddie Kitchens could spark something, but he actually did really spark the Browns a couple of years ago. I would, I'd be holding on to these talented pieces because he does still look so good when he plays, so. Uh, definitely intriguing indeed. Let me just bring up something else that's bothering me a lot. Antonio Brown <laughs> was not spotted at the portion of Tampa's practice open to the team media. Yeah, he, this is just too much for me. I mean, what is going on exactly. with this guy? He's been out since week <laughs> six. I mean, maybe, I don't know, week six. Arian says he's making progress. Seems pretty likely he's not going to play again. No, probably not. I, I don't know. We might have seen the last of him this year. We'll see. Uh, I will if- be so pissed off if that is true. But anyway. <laughs> I don't think he's going to play this this week for the year. Uh, you know, they have no reason to rush him back is essentially what it is. Uh, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win that division. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if he's out there. He's going to he'd be solid. Uh, Devontae Parker, the last guy on here is not ready to return yet. He is out there in a ton of waivers though. Can take up your IR spot. A lot of people like your know, miles. My example is I had miles Sanders in my IR. He's now active. Toss in Devontae Parker as a stash because he has, the number three easiest wide receiver schedule across your fantasy playoffs. Uh, he ha- he's averaging over eight targets on the year, nearly uh, 80 yards on the year, coming off his most productive game. Him and Tua had a much better bond this year than we saw at any time last year. I think he's worth your IR spot, and he's over 30%, uh, only 30% rostered right now, just a guy to check out there. And last but not least, Logan Thomas did return to practice. Ricky Seals-Jones did not practice. I imagine Logan Thomas will be starting. I'm very intrigued. We'll talk about him in higher, lower Hail Mary, but one of my must-watches for sure is Logan Thomas just right back into his role because he was a top-five tight end for a reason coming into the year. Injury has sapped that, but I do think he has some real upside. Awesome, Matt. 
All right, we're getting into it. Higher, lower, hail mary. Uh, give Before us a like do, if guys. you haven't already done that. Thanks so much for the people that have hung around. Uh, Eighty-seven got- questions. Look at that fucking shit. I'll br- we'll breeze through this. I'd say no longer than fifteen minutes till we get to all your questions. Uh, it is eleven twenty-seven. We have till twelve thirty, so we have plenty of time. But I do want to eighty-seven questions. Eighty-seven questions on Thanksgiving. I'm not trying to make you guys linger. Uh, but we got our preview show we got to get through. So thank you guys right. so much. We'll get through this as fast as we can for you. Hopefully you don't mind it anyways. Hopefully you enjoy the higher, lower, Pell Mary, and that's why you're here in the first place. But let's get on through it. Now we're almost at 90 questions. Again, love this shit. Well, Pat, thank you guys again so much. Right. And again, that thumbs up, a free, easy way to help us out. Uh, so appreciate it. Thanks again, All right. guys. Let's get into it. Quarterbacks, guy you're higher on, Cam Newton, going against the Dolphins. You got him as your QB7, two spots above the experts. Not a huge discrepancy, but you do like Cam this week. Oh, I love Cam this week. I love, He was our hire last week. I'm going to just keep going back to this well until he's ranked as the top eight QB he is. 26 fantasy points, the QB five last week, even though he only threw for 189 yards. Konami upside. That's all that matters. He ultimately racked up three total touchdowns, one on the ground, two through the air, and now he gets a Miami team that's that much more generous uh, That you know, right up there with Washington in terms of points allowed. Washington's really kind of been stiff these last couple of weeks. And then he comes in and smacks them. I think he goes right into Miami. As a Pats fan, I saw, you know, last year when he had less weapons, just ran two touchdowns in, had a monster day. I have him above Rodgers. I I love Cam Newton this week. Certainly on my higher list. Easy, easy matchup. A couple guys you're lower on. Four spots lower than the experts on both these guys. Dak, you got him at nine. The experts have him at five. Taylor Heineke going against Seattle, 19. The experts have him at 15. Yeah, and Dak now confirmed with C.D. Lamb out will stay at QB9 for me. He looked pretty lost without his weapons last week. Raiders have been, if anything, a run-funnel defense. They're better against the pass than they are the run. I think we get a big Zeke day. Could we get a Dak rushing touchdown? Could Dak end up throwing in for a couple of close? Because I don't think the the Cowboys are going to struggle to put up points. My prediction on that game, though, is that Dak, uh, that Zeke does most of the damage scoring-wise, and that Dak has like a a serviceable day. But again, he's QB5 right now ahead of – I mean, I'd rather have Cam Newton, as we talked about. I'd rather have you know Stafford, who Dak is ranked ahead of. I'd rather have Justin Herbert, who Dak is ranked ahead of. I'm just lower on him compared to who's around him. And then Taylor Heineke, a lot of people talking about him as a great stream. He would be if Russell Wilson had any kind of spine and had any type of talent. <laughs> you know, whatever's happening right now with Russell Wilson, I don't know. Wilson should bomb the Seahawks. I mean, uh, the, the Washington football team. I mean, the most points to QBs. I have no faith that Russell Wilson is going to do that, in which case I don't, I don't think that Taylor Heineke is going to have to do a lot of work. I think it's going to be a big Gibson day. So I think my two lowers are kind of correlated to the fact that I think the running backs have big days in both of those games, and the QBs don't have to do a ton of damage. That's where I lean. Yeah, I agree with you on that completely. Uh, I, man, the Seahawks, talk about a team I don't trust. We'll see what happens. Right. Hail Mary, Tyrod Taylor, 10% rostered. We've seen Tyrod be awful. We've seen him be functional and do okay, especially uh, rushing the ball. But he's only 10% owned and he's playing the Jets. So not worth a, you know, definitely worth a shot, right? A hundred percent. I mean, the last time we recommended him as a Hail Mary, he got nine points, killed us. You know, QB 24 that week. But his other starts, 24, 17 and a half. So 34 point pace and 19 points, two rushing touchdowns last week. Gets a Jets team that has given up more points than anybody over these last few weeks. That defense is abysmal. The only reason they don't give a ton of points up to run, uh, the QBs is because of how bad they are against running backs. But I think that plays into Tyrod Taylor's strength as a, a Konami type of guy. I think we get at least one rushing t- touchdown for Taylor. I think he throws for at least one or two more. 
I'm into it. I'm all in on him. I, I know he he kind of spited us the last time, but I'm going back to the well. He's had a bunch of big days this year. He's really had a one down game. I, I'm going to bank on that again at only 10% roster in a great matchup. I'm all about it. Must watches. Obviously, we've talked about Lamar Jackson's return. I mean, whether he's returning or just playing business as usual, he's always kind of must watch football. Yeah, he's so funny. Mac Jones's ascension. Definitely interested in that. That's kind of one of those I'm always looking at out of the corner of my eye as well. And then can Russ rebound? Uh, yeah, we talked about that too. I'm definitely hey, interested. I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical too. If it's ever going to turn around, this will be a great like t- telltale game. If it's going to turn around for Russ this year, it's the best matchup he could ask for. So if it doesn't happen this week, I don't know if I want to cut him cuttable, but maybe he is cuttable. If he can't get it done against the easiest matchup, that would be three straight bad games since he returned. I don't know that he'd be a must hold just because of his name. And then, yeah, Mac Jones is less about you know fantasy and more about real life. Like, is this guy just going to continue to rise? Rabel always has a good game plan for Belichick and his, his offenses. I'm very intrigued to see how they, these two teams match up. Real life-wise, this would be a huge win. Max beat on a couple bad opponents. I mean, Cleveland was thought to be a good opponent. They really weren't. I, I if, if that happens to Tennessee this week, if we blow Tennessee out, then it's like, oh, good Lord. But, yeah, of course, Lamar Jackson just must watch all the time. Just want to make sure the dude's healthy and, and back to his usual self. Running backs, guys you're higher than. And two of the three guys you listed are on my team, but, like, maybe injured. So I'm assuming these rankings are if they play, yes. of course. Cordero Patterson at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Seems like a dream matchup. Got him as your RB15. The experts only like him at 17. Miles Sanders at the Giants, running back 17. And Eli Mitchell playing the Vikings. You like him at 18. Yeah, they're all in this kind of like glup of guys that might play, might not play. And a lot of questions have come in on my, my DMs and, and on certain posts about these three players. So I just want everyone to know if they're in there, I love all three of these guys. The, the latest news on Mitchell, I, you know, I had him as my hire before finding out he only has his left hand and he can't catch passes. That does lower the ceiling because without Hasty, this guy did run the most routes, saw his highest target share. I, I was thinking we might have, you know, 80% carry and 15 to 20% target share, Eli Mitchell. If you erase those catches, it's still pretty solid. It's what he's doing all year, but it's not like I need to have this guy in my lineup. So we'll see. That's the one I feel the, the most skeptical about. Miles Sanders against the Giants, you know, top 10 matchup. Giants suck against everything, including the running backs. This guy averaged nearly six yards per carry. Uh, I'm there. I'm, I'm into it. And then Patterson against Jacksonville. I mean, big play machine defense, big play machine player. I, I'm all in on that. If he's in, he's obviously locked in the lineup. Yeah. A lot of people are, you know, questioning whether you get back in your lineup. If he's healthy, he's right in your lineup. Yeah. You can never bench this guy, in my opinion. Lower. Lenny Fournette going at the Colts. The Colts have been interesting lately. Uh, RB19, four spots below the experts. Also, Damian Harris, a guy you love in general, playing against Tennessee. You got him as your RB25. Experts like him a little bit uh, more than that. You got him two spots lower. Yeah, Lenny's just like, I love love the role. I mean, he's still at about 60 to, most often 70 plus percent of the snaps. But we are seeing Ronald Jones get more involved near the goal line. Uh, annoying in that sense. Gio Bernard's still nibbling a little receiving cheese. And now he's gone in the last three weeks in half PPR leagues. He's gone for six, 13, and 10. Not awful numbers, but no, compared, but- he's, he's ranked consistently ahead of Patterson, consistently ahead of Sanders. I think those guys have much higher ceilings given the fact that this offense has started to become a little more of that committee that we always hate. And Indy is just, you know, bottom three. 
type of matchup. The second fewest points allowed to running backs, but a ultimate pass funnel. I think Brady has a monster day. Could he throw a touchdown to Fournette? Absolutely. Could Fournette pound one in at the stripe? Sure. But just a little lower compared to some of those other guys we talked about. And then Harris, Ramondre just looked so good that, yeah, Harris is the starter. And he's looked great, too. He was churning against Atlanta. But with those two nibbling each other's cheese in one of the easiest matchups you could have, neither one scored more than seven points. And now you get a tougher run D in Tennessee, a very weak pass defense there, too. I think the Pats, it flows through Matt Jones's arm, not the running game this week. And when it already was a kind of sketchy committee and easy matchups, why would that become viable in a tougher matchup? That's kind of how I view these guys. Okay, that's an interesting take. I would have thought Harris would do a little better, but actually your logic is hard to argue with. Hail Marys. Tony Jones, 11% owned. Matt Breida, who we talked about at length, only 9% owned. And then on Sunday, Rex Burkhead, 5% owned. Same logic as the Tyrod Hail Mary. He's going against the Jets. Why not take a stab? I, all my Hail Marys coming from Houston, baby. He also, Rex Burkhead, had 18 carries his last time out. He turned him into a robust 40 yards. <laughs> so <laughs> no, yes. nothing sexy at all, but that type of work. If you get 18 to 20 touches, no more Philip Lindsay there against a Jets defense that's giving up over 35 fantasy points to backfields, eight points closer to the next, uh, above the next team. It's just a, a one of the most bad, the historically bad run defense that we've ever seen. Even Rex Burkhead could have himself a day. I wouldn't be shocked if he put in two touchdowns against this pathetic team. Even David Johnson, potentially viable in lineups. The other two guys, you know, I, I think they're great Hail Marys. Um, they play on Thursday. So, again, if you're listening to the podcast, I wanted to give at least one Sunday guy. That's Burkhead. But if you're here live with us, we got 50 of you guys. And thumbs up would mean the world. If you're here with us and you haven't already hit that, would be so appreciated. But I love Tony tonight with the fact that Ingram is going to face an uphill climb. You're looking at 20-ish touches. For Tony Jones, they truly have no one else. I think it's like Damian Washington or something. I don't even know who the guy is. Dwayne Washington might be the next guy up. Tony mm -hmm. J would be in line for all the receiving work, all the carries. And even in a tough matchup versus the Bills, even in a team that I don't think scores a ton of points this week, that's viable. 20 I mean, potential we've heard that this might be the Matt Breda game. So, I mean, you don't even need any more explanation than that. We talked about him earlier, right? right? <laughs> the beat writer speculating he's taken over. He's led the team in back-to-back -back weeks. I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that I would much rather have Brita on my roster than Zach Moss. Zach Moss is 75% rostered. Brita is 9% rostered. Right. That should be, I don't think that Brita needs to be 75% rostered, but certainly Zach Moss does not belong on 75% of fantasy teams at this point. So those are two guys I don't hate at all. But if you had to wait for Sunday or you're catching the podcast, Burkhead, only 5% rostered right now would be my play. All right, must-watch is Cream Hunt return. We talked about that. I'm definitely interested to see how the Cleveland back, backfield shakes out. David Montgomery, is he back to his workhorse role? I would say yes, he probably is. Eli Mitchell, we want to know about his injury status. We've talked about him as well. Obviously, for Eli Mitchell owners, that's a big deal, but I'm actually just interested from a football standpoint as well. And finally, the Jets' backfield without Michael Carter. Um, I don't have very high hopes for the Jets' backfield without Michael Carter, although I will say that I'm desperate and I picked up Tevin Coleman, so... <laughs> I would say if there's one or the other, I hope you could get Ty Johnson because Tevin Coleman's just atrocious. Yeah, the waiver wire's bare. It's not like I'm proud of it. <laughs> Look for Burkhead. I honestly go to Burkhead over Coleman. Honestly, okay. I, if, he's, if he's out there, I would go to Burkhead first. And maybe Coleman, he did see five carries after Carter left where Ty Johnson only saw one. But Johnson sees the receiving work. He's actually had a string of games where he was top 25 running back for four straight weeks when Mike White was just peppering the position. But that was, of course, with Mike White. So with no Mike White, 
with, you know, Carter out, I am intrigued to see how this plays out. Ty Johnson is my preferred if I have to actually play one. I don't hate rostering one because it's about to be a, a three or so week injury for Carter. I do think Ty Johnson could come into some value and maybe it ends up being Coleman. I do think he's not a bad roster. I'd have a hard time starting him. We I'm know not David planning Montgomery. on starting him. I, I really hope I don't have to start him. That'd be pretty ugly. Uh, but yeah, Montgomery, he played 95% of snaps, all but three snaps last week. Now he gets a tasty matchup. He has a very tasty rest of season schedule. I want this, this must watch is more so. Is he about to be the league winner that he was last year? I think he really could be. I think we could see two scores today. Very excited to see that. And then, yeah, Kareem Hunt, is he right back into the guy that was the running back five in fantasy? Is that the role he gets? Is he looking as good as he looked? Could be. So I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing those backfields for sure. All right, let's hit wide receivers. Guy you're higher on and a guy that just gains respect for me all the time. Deontay Johnson awesome. at Cincinnati, wide receiver eight. The experts like him at 11. Also, you love Elijah Moore, as you usually do, going against Houston, wide receiver 18 for you. The experts only like him at 24. And Brandon Ayuk, who seems to be fully back playing against the Vikings, you like him at wide receiver 26. The experts only like him at 30. 100%. Deontay's only in here for like the very shallow leagues. Everybody else is playing this guy. But it seems to me like every week I'll get like, the eight to 10 team leagues where they ask, you know, Deontay Johnson or DK Metcalf. I'm going to go for Deontay Johnson every oh, yeah. single time at this point. Yeah, DK has that, the, the, the big long body, the two touchdown upside, the, the sexier play. But Deontay has seen 13 targets, exactly 13 targets, five different times. He's wow. seen 10 plus in all but two games. As, as sure as it gets, him and Big Ben's rapport is incredible. So if you're in a shallower league and you're debating benching Deontay, Please don't. He's unbelievable. Elijah Moore, I get a ton of questions on this week, too. A lot of people worried about Zach Wilson coming back to QB. Very fair. Given the fact that since Zach Wilson went down, Elijah Moore is the number one receiver. Number one. Above Diggs, above Tyreek, above everybody. This is the highest scoring receiver in fantasy football since week eight. Now that Wilson comes back, is that going to cater, you know, crash his value back down to earth? It sure could. Probably. It makes it a little bit riskier. Absolutely. Like I can't sit here and say very confidently that it won't, but I'm sitting here thinking Elijah Moore is just so damn talented. What he's shown these last few weeks, they finally elevated him to 80 plus percent of the snaps for the first time last week. He rewarded them with 140 yards and a touchdown. I wish Flacco was playing. Cause then I might even be, I probably have him in my top 12 receivers. I still think though, it's well worth the dice roll. This guy is so damn talented. What he's been doing week in and week out, even Zach Wilson, it can't crater that, in my opinion. He might. I, I, there is risk to never it. Say never say never. We've seen wrong. Brock Osweiler destroy better receivers than Elijah Moore. <laughs> exactly. DeAndre Hopkins. And then Brandon Ayuk. I get a ton of questions on after last week's monster performance was a top 10 receiver in all formats. Now he gets a Vikings team. If you don't forget, they're giving up the fifth most points to wide receivers. They got destroyed by Valdez Scantling and Devontae Adams and, and everybody week. else on the back and everybody else all every week they're there that's that's one of the more intriguing games in my opinion I think that one of, if it's a game that's going to shoot out I think that game could go nuts especially if Eli Mitchell's out too like if he's in it doesn't really affect it too much but if he's out and then Debo gets a little bit more backfield work we saw Ayuk last week ascend to that clear-cut alpha that was again the wide receiver three last year behind only Adams and Tyree Kill. That was the role he got last week, but Debo moved back to the backfield a little bit more. So if Eli Mitchell's in that much higher, wheels up even more. But even if if Eli Mitchell, uh, if Eli Mitchell out rather, sorry for the first part. But if Eli Mitchell's in, I still love the guy in a great matchup. He seems fully back and he's fully locked in the lineups for the most part for me. All right, we got like a million questions. Um, We're up to right. 100 now. Fuck Lower. Yeah. Let's go, baby. Brandon Cooks going against the Jets. P. 
people think you're going to zig and you zag. We think we're going to go all all Jets, but you're lower on Cooks. I mean, Cooks had just a god-awful game last week. Going against the Jets, you like him at wide receiver 28. The experts actually like him all the way up at 20. Mike Williams at Denver, always a tough matchup. Uh, you like him as your wide receiver 29. That's eight full spots below the experts. He is such a boomer bust, and it's been mostly bust lately, so I get that pick. Also, DJ Moore, your eight spots below the experts on. Yeah, Going back to the well. I just kind of put that on there because it's just like just a weekly tradition at right. this point. I mean, last week he did score. Uh, what did he finish at? Let me let me quickly check at what receiver because he had a touchdown, but I think he only had thirty yards he to go did, with but it. It was like not a game that like left you wanting more, kind of. No, no pun intended. So he was wide receiver twenty-two last week. Uh, that's the best. So in his last since week five, wide receiver 58, 38, 26, 24, 46, 53, 22. Pretty damn bad for a guy that's ranked as the wide receiver 15 this week. I know. And his owners are sitting around like getting off on when he was wide receiver 22 that one time. Uh, Exactly. Right. That's his best week in a long time. And it wasn't even that good. So this is like, if he gets another touchdown, okay, he'll probably finish top 20. I have him at 23, which again is the, he's 22 is the highest week we've seen in seven straight weeks. He's been outside the top 50 more often than he's been inside the top 30. Pretty sketchy. Mike Williams did have that big game, but really came on like the last play of the game. Otherwise, we were looking at the sixth straight dud. He still only had six targets. I'm worried, especially against a Denver sure. secondary that is bottom a bottom five matchup for wide receivers. And then Cooks, I mean, he'd been great all year, but with Tyrod Taylor, he had a couple big games early. Since Tyrod's return, it has it's been pretty ugly. Yeah. He saw what two targets last week. Yep. Bad, abysmal. And the Jets, as bad as they are, and I know it's kind of counterintuitive to have like Tyrod as my Hail Mary and then be lower on Cooks. But I think Tyrod, the Hail Mary, because he can run it on him. I don't know that Cooks has to have a huge day for Tyrod to also have a huge day as well. So I'm a bit lower on him, given what we saw uh, last week. He's ranked, again, top 20 wide receiver. He's had 5, 17, 9, and 3. So one good game against the Rams, which, again, wasn't with Tyrod Taylor. He's had 9 points and 3 points since he returned and only three targets last week. That's sketchy. I don't love it. Not into it. Oh, I hear you. I think that's actually pretty smart. Marquise Goodwin, Hail Mary. He's playing today. He's 1% owned. And for those of you that are not, he's playing against the Lions. So there you go. Uh, And for those of you that are not looking for somebody today, Russell Gage against Jacksonville. Intriguing. Only 16% owned. Yeah. Gage has been alternating between like goose eggs and, uh, and big games. So we'll t- start with Goodwin because he plays today. So, again, if you're listening to the pod, this doesn't matter necessarily. But just had a huge game last week. again, And now he gets a team, uh, again, in the Lions that have given up more big plays than anybody. Eight, four catches, 104 yards, and a score last week. Dalton came out with reckless abandon. This is a speedster in every sense of the word. And I don't think Detroit has any real answers for him or Darnell Mooney. I <laughs> I guess I'm banking on a big day from Dalton and these weird. No, you really, here. man, you are. This is as pro Andy Dalton as we've seen the wolf in years. I got to tell you, <laughs> you already know that on Monday, it's going to be the biggest anti Dalton. Like I fucking hate Andy Dalton. He is such a douchebag. Why did I? Yeah. We're going to get like 30 comments that are like, that are like, you asshole. Like you told me to start Andy Dalton. He went two for 19 with five picks. <laughs> so here's the deal too. I'm not telling people to start him in regular season long. You love him. Two QB leagues. Maybe he's a, he's a viable play. It's more so I'm talking about being different on DraftKings, 
What I is the you. script that could lead to a big game is Dalton throwing bombs. If Dalton throws bombs, that means Darnell Mooney and maybe even Marquise Goodwin have big days and right. it's contrarian to the rest of the field. That's that's okay. really what I'm saying. But two QB leagues, I do think you can do worse than Andy Dalton. Russell Gage, meanwhile, 15, 10, and 7 uh, in three of his last four. He did have a zero-point day mixed in there. So that's the floor here. But Jacksonville, bad defense. Uh, th- this guy has been the number one wide receiver target across the last three games. I think he has a decent day. Certainly rather have Patterson. I do think Patterson is the number one in every facet. They've actually scored. Uh, Ian Hart, it's credit to a good friend of the pod here. The, the, the Falcons have scored zero touchdowns without Cordero Patterson this year. Pretty interesting fact how, how crazy good he's been. But wow. yeah, I think Gage, a viable Hail Mary this year. There, All right. We're at tight ends. We're going to fly through these because we got a lot of questions to answer. And you guys have been super patient. And I appreciate uh, it. Thank you. Guys. Tight ends higher on Gronk, obviously. Um, you know, if he's playing, you got to think he's a huge weapon. He had a decent return game before. Did not find the end zone, I don't think, but he did end up putting up maybe 15 PPR points, something like that. Going against the Colts, tight end five. Experts only have him at nine. That seems criminally low, I have to say, if he is playing. Also, you love Knox. You also like Fryermuth. Knox, you like three spots above the experts, Fryermuth, too. Yeah, so, I mean, exactly what you said with Gronk. He got into the top 10 last week without scoring a touchdown. His whole thing has been, right? Like, exactly. 15 PPR points. You love to see it. Tight end nine in half PPR leagues. uh, Tight end eight in full PPR leagues. So, when he's played a full game, he's been the tight end one, two, and nine. And without scoring last week, he still got there. That's what I love about him. He gets an indie team that's given up the fifth most points to the position, a clear-cut pass funnel. Nothing but love for Rob Gronkowski. Far too underrated. I might even bump up Kyle Pitts. Like if I had to decide between the two, I'd probably rather have Gronk in my lineup. Oh, me at too. This point. I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't even hesitate. I really wouldn't. Yeah. So tight end four. I have him at tight end five right now, and I'm four spots over the East Yard. Let's move him up another spot to tight end four as we look. Love Knox today. I think he finds the end zone. And even if not, he's so involved. Played 90% of the snaps. Like kind of taking over Cole Beasley's role at this point. Put him in, you know, he's ranked below Dalton Schultz. He's ranked below TJ Hawkinson. For Thanksgiving Day, day, day guys, I would go Dawson Knox. And as we said, you know, with Hillary's question, Gasecki versus Knox, I have him seven or eight. It's very close, but I prefer Knox in his upside today. Okay. I love him. And then Fryermuth. The two games that he had with no Eric Ebron, he was the tight end one and tight end two. Wow. He scored three touchdowns in two weeks. He was a monster, ran 70, over 70% of routes, saw over 20% target share with Eric Ebron off the field. And Ebron's looking at extended, potentially season-ending absence. And he's all, he's also only 50% rostered. This guy is a top 10 tight end moving forward every single oh, week easily. Without, yeah. without Ebron, 100%. Plus, as I always like to shout out, I teach with his parents, you know, a little, little uh, subtle, like, personal connection, Massachusetts boy. Love that. You got to love the local guys, too. Sure. And if he's killing it the way he is. Let's get him beautiful. on the pod. Oh, yeah. We should maybe huh. after the season. I'll, I'll do my best. Hawkinson, guy you're lower on going against the Bears. Surprised. I mean, you think Andy Dalton's going to put up 55 points. You'd think they'd be throwing the ball a lot uh, to TJ Hawkinson to try to get back into the game. Tight end 11, four spots below the experts. Why? Because <laughs> he just hasn't been good. <laughs> he, had, he had those first two great weeks. Tight end three, tight end three, 22 and 17 points. Looked like he was going to be the next George Kittle type of player. Since then, he has had two games inside the top top 10. All the rest have been outside your top 12. He hasn't been a tight end one 
again, in, in six of eight games, he's been outside your top 12 guys. Wow. Maybe it happens against Chicago, but I'm just banking on the fact that 75% of the time, this guy has been outside your top 12, and not only outside your top 12, tight end 35, 20, 36, and 64, a, zero, a goose egg not too long ago. Oh, maybe, yeah. I feel like, like Thanksgiving-wise, it feels like Hawkinson always scores, so maybe he does. Maybe he makes me regret this. But I, if, like, I, I've gotten some like Knox versus Hawkinson type of questions. Give me Knox every single day of the week. Give me Kronk. Just very, very, very hard to argue with the 75% of the time he's not a starting tight end, basically, in fantasy. And I think, you know, just based on matchups aside, everything else, it's a completely sound ranking on your part. Hail Mary. Gerald Everett going against the Washington football team. He's only 22% owned. You see an opportunity here? I mean, not just only two weeks ago. With Russell Wilson becoming dink and dunk Russell, he had eight catches on eight targets, 10 PPR points, or half PPR points, you know, 14 full PPR points. Last week didn't follow it up with a huge game, three catches, 37 yards, pretty meh. But, you know, 12 targets across his last two games for Hail Mary type of tight ends. Like, I have Kelsey. So, in leagues where I have Kelsey and I need a Hail Mary, I'm going to Gerald Everett. They talked about how they want to get him more involved. They've impressed with how physical he is after the catch. I think he finds the end zone this week. And even if not, the target share has been pretty damn high these last couple that I think Gerald Everett, you can do a whole lot worse at tight end. Must watch the Logan Thomas return. Uh, Solo Fryermuth. we talked about that, how effective he's been without Eric Ebron. And Kyle Pitts in what you call an exploitable matchup. Yeah, so starting with Logan Thomas, again, top five guy in pretty much every preseason big board. Just great to see this guy back. And let's see what he does. Let's see if he can inject some real talent into the tight end position that sorely needs it. Fryermuth, so damn good whenever he's been by himself. Tight end one, tight end two. We already talked about that, but touchdown machine thinks he keeps it rolling. And then, yeah, it's, it's more about Pitts. Like, they've been putting number one corners and double teaming the guy. The Jags don't have that. So can this guy, this is going to be a big telltale. Like, is he actually worth starting the rest of the year? Because otherwise, teams are just putting the number one covers on him. They're taking him out. The Jags don't have number one covers. So right. if this guy like is ever going to be playable, it would be this <laughs> top five tight end for me. I think he is playable this week. But the last time he was playable, he put up 20 and 20. And then it's been nothing since then, since Ridley's been gone. I'm worried that Ridley being gone has like destroyed his value. This will be a telltale sign whether his value is destroyed or whether in the right matchups, he still can get you 15 to 20. We'll find out. Somehow we do it every time, Truth. We got like 50 questions. We rapid fire through it and we get to kickoff. Fucking love it. Wolfpack, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you and your support. RosaryJournal.com is where you can find all our site and where you can have your wolf fed and bred. Uh, and Fantasy Fullback Dive, if you prefer podcasts or want to support us in other ways, thank you guys all so much. On your way out, if you don't mind hitting that thumbs up, if you haven't already subbed and hit the bell, uh, we will see you live Sunday, 11 a.m. I think that's all I got to promote. I'm the wolf. I'm the truth. Happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Best day of the year. Let's win a million bucks, Wolfpack. Let's have a fucking field day. We got another one? Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You guys rock. <laughs> Thanks for taking. Of course, we're going to spend the time with you, Jimmy. It's like our pleasure. I know. Gives us kind of a way to get out of the kitchen for a little bit and help out. Like a, a good excuse to uh, right. be doing something else. And again, how many times have I got this one? Ayuk or Gallup? This could be a make or break for the show this week. I yeah. still think Ayuk's better. Do you, did you have a different opinion, Truth? I no, like I told you I'm leaning towards Ayuk, which, you know, several weeks ago I never thought I would say because he was like the worst wide receiver in football. But I know, yeah. but he's back. He's back. The talent, believe I think he's back. I think he's back, too. We're going Ayuk. Here we go. 
Alrighty, Wolfpack. Best of luck. I need to go check on the turkey. Yeah, let's go watch some football. If you can call Lions Bears football. Hell yeah! What what a game. Cheers, Wolfpack. Cheers to you, Truth. Happy yeah, Thanksgiving you to you. Tell, say Anna. Tell her I said Happy Thanksgiving. I happy will. Thanksgiving to everybody else out there. Best of luck. Let's go, Wolfpack. We, we used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh oh oh, oh. and wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show. Stole the show. At least we stole the show. At least we stole the show. Straight ahead. Devlin. Second down. Third effort. Touchdown. Oh. That's pretty awesome. That's old-fashioned football right there, folks.